wonderful sermon from the last of last week. The vision, um, the vision of provision process, process and purpose. But God spoke to me on Monday and he said, I don't want you to do that on the same way. I want you to share your heart. And so, is that okay? I just share my heart. But it is involving those three things. Okay? Church, we are in transition. Isn't it? You are in transition. When we came to this church, we noticed that you've been through a time of disappointment, a time of trouble, a time when uh, this church was almost at the point where Satan was able to take away your candlestick. Amen. He didn't, and he can't, because this is a time of transition for you. And many of you were hurt and disturbed by all that was going on. But God is rebuilding something special here. And that's what we noticed when we came. That there was a rebirth, there was a re-establishment going on. That we were going back to the basics and God was building a, a sound foundation for what has become. And his heart for you is fire. It's fire. It's the fullness of the Holy Spirit. It's the moving of the Holy Spirit in a special way. It's salvation. He wants to raise this church up as a catalyst for revival in this city. And it starts with a foundation that we see beginning to happen this day. Amen? And um, when we sang that first song, we sang, and we God and Let the fire fall! It's a time to allow the Holy Spirit to excite you again. To see a release in praise and worship and dance and fantastic expression of the glory of God. And that will come. You need to get it in your hearts now because God wants freedom for you. You've been through the troubles. Now is the time of freedom, it's a time of release. It's the next stage of going forward in what God wants in salvation. Hallelujah. And the provision. Sunday spoke about provision last week. The provision I want to bring up today is what a wonderful salvation we've got. What a wonderful salvation we have. It's the start of that process that we're going through. 
And in all of the three things, the Holy Spirit is involved. It was the Holy Spirit that was preparing your heart to receive the gospel and to be saved with that wonderful message. And we are left in no doubt about what salvation means. John the Baptist started it with the uh, uh, gospel of repentance. Repent of your sins and they will be forgiven. And then the fire will come, he said. Hallelujah. And then we have in John 3.16, um, we are to be born again in the Spirit. And as we're born again in the Spirit, we receive forgiveness of sin and a new life in Christ as we receive Him. And Paul said in, in Romans, believe on the Lord and you will be saved. Hallelujah. Are you taking that salvation for granted today? I hope not, because that salvation is ongoing throughout your life. Paul says, work out that salvation. Allow the Holy Spirit to take you through a process whereby when you come into the presence of God at the end of the time, you would have done what he has told you to do. Thank you, Lord. And so these things are very important for us to grasp. And our Christian lives and the end of our Christian lives, there's one word that comes. Death. Death. See, all those verses on salvation bring us into the kingdom of God. Jesus came to bring in the kingdom. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. His whole teaching to the disciples was the gospel of the kingdom. What is the gospel of the kingdom? The gospel of the kingdom is that Jesus is Lord. He's master. He's everything. And we come under his lordship. We come under his authority. And that is the gospel of the kingdom. And we take control of our own lives and we give it to him. And everything we do from that point of salvation, we do in obedience to him and the Holy Spirit. And that's the process the Holy Spirit is working with us. Now, we have compromised that gospel. I'm not just talking about you, I have. We have. After I first got saved, yeah, Jesus is Lord. Wonderful. What does that mean? I didn't really think it meant that I had to do everything this yet. I still had control of my life. I still make decisions. 
that directed my life. I still made the decision where I should work, what I should do, who I should marry. I still had control. And it wasn't until I saw the gospel of the kingdom that I was radically changed. Because most of the trouble we get in, in our lives, is because we have not been obedient to the Holy Spirit in what he's been saying to us. And we have tried to control our own lives and make our own decisions. And this is dangerous because it brings compromise. We see it all over in the church. If it's a nice sunny, sunny day, oh, we won't go to church today. We'll go into the forest and enjoy the sunshine. We'll go on the beach. Oh, I'll go and see the football match today. Or I'll do this today. But love, come on. This is the family of God. This is the house of God. This is where the fire is. This is where the power of the Holy Spirit meets you. This should be the most precious priority of every bit of our calendar. Get to church unless you, you have got a holiday book to it, unless there's something else that is planned in your diet. But don't make silly choices. Get yourself into the family of God. Because that's where you will be released. You'll find freedom here. You won't find it out there. You'll find freedom if you give your life to Jesus as Lord. And you don't keep on busting in and saying, I'll decide this. I can sort this out. That will bring you into trouble. Amen? And so we need to look again what it means. The gospel of the kingdom. It's all in him. It's everything. And that will bring us freedom. It's not some dictatorship that brings us ruin. The Lordship of Jesus leads us into heart, leads us into freedom, leads us into our heart. And so the Holy Spirit gets us to salvation. And he says, Well, oh, I've got willing people now. I can work on And we can move towards the house. What's the purpose? We go and preach the gospel. We go and make disciples of every nation. And we glorify Him with vibrant praise and worship. Hallelujah. But there is a process. And that process is hard. It's difficult. We fail so often. But the good news is the Holy Spirit's there with you. He's for you. 
He wants you to succeed. He wants you into freedom. So even when you fail, he comes back again. And he reminds you what God is saying. The first thing he works on, Sanjay mentioned it last week, are the characters within us. See, the gospel of the kingdom transforms your values. It transforms your thinking. It transforms your actions. The first thing he does is change your character. Galatians 5, 22, 23. That's the character of Jesus. The first thing the Holy Spirit does is to make that character of Jesus in you. Hallelujah. It comes back to that death. Galatians 2.20 says this, I have been crucified with Christ. You are dead. Your old self is dead. I'm glad Hallelujah. I would be dead if I was still in that of blood. And it's no longer I who lives. But Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself up for me. What a gospel. See, you are no longer flesh. You are spirit. And Jesus is living in you. And therefore the whole point of the process at this stage is to get this character in you. So that you become more like him. So that you can say, I've been crucified with Christ. He turns despair into joy. He turns anger into forgiveness. He changes patience into gentleness and understanding. And all these things the Holy Spirit will be speaking to you about. And you need to cooperate. The important thing in all of this is obedience. The kingdom of God is about obedience. We're obedient to the king. The king speaks through the Holy Spirit to us because he's been given to us to train us and release us. So we need to be asking, Holy Spirit, what in my character needs to change? Be proactive. Don't wait for him and hope it will happen. It won't. You've got to engage with him. You've got to say, Lord, change me in this area because I'm not like Jesus in this in this area. Change me until you change. And then go on to the next one. Now, of course, this will take a lifetime and you will fail and go back, but he will still be doing it. You will still be transformed from within and you will become more and more like Jesus. 
And I can see before me today wonderful works of God's grace. I'd hate to know you before you came to the Lord, because I wouldn't sing the same as I'm sitting now. You are people that the Holy Spirit is working on. Thank you, Lord. He's not finished yet, but he's at it, and he's for us, and he's going to do it. He starts with character because before he can give you power, he needs to know that you can handle it. Right? You give power to an evil man, you have trouble. And so when he's dealt with your character, he then begins to open your eyes to the gifts of the Spirit, the fact that the gospel of the kingdom is about supernatural power. Thank you, Lord. And through the gifts of the Spirit, he begins to give those things and make them available to us, his people. So that we can do the works that Jesus did. Amen? We can heal the sick, we can raise the dead, we can deliver the demons. That's what the gospel of the kingdom is about. It says, Matthew 4, 23, Jesus was going throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and sickness Amongst the people. That's the power of God available to you through the Holy Spirit. That's the issue of character change. They need to come into the world. Have you got some of that? Are you praying for the sick? Are you seeing people here? Are you delivering demons? This is the process. This is the process that brings us into a place where we can share and go and make disciples. Because without the changing character, and without the power, we can't do the purpose. Because the world won't take any notice. And you see the process going on here. It's a progressive work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And we've got to yield to it. And if we begin to receive this, you know what happens when you become obedient to the Holy Spirit and you say Jesus is Lord? He gives you his authority. He gives you his authority. All authority is given to me on heaven and earth. Same verse as the great commission. And that's passed on to us. 
So you have the authority to live like Jesus lived. You have authority over evil. You have authority over your own life. What happens in your own life? Your obedience. You have authority over your family. Fathers, mothers, dear, you have authority on what comes into your house. Through the television, the book share, in the press, you have authority. God's given it to you to protect your family. You have authority over your family. You can pray them into the kingdom. If they're not yet there yet, pray. Use the authority of God. You have authority on what happens in your street. What happens in your neighborhood? If you begin to pray and you begin to take authority over principalities and powers, you will be the ones who can change the atmosphere in that street, in that neighborhood, even in our nation. You believe that? That's what intercession is about. That's what prayer is about. That's what Jesus' authority is about. The process. process bringing you into fruitfulness for him. So this is the challenge. What happens at the end? That process. That process ends with an assessment. It ends with death, but it ends with an assessment. And this is so important because members we live our lives in a salvation that teaches us. Okay, we, we pass the test. We believe in Jesus. We lost us in, into our lives. And so we're all right. We don't have to worry about it because we've already gone to hell. We're already guaranteed. Yeah, that's true. You've been separated as sheep from the goats. And you may get past the right side of God. Of God. Who he lets into heaven. But there's another thing. There's another assumption. There's another job assistant. For us, us. In 2 Corinthians 5, verses 9 and 10. Therefore, we also have as our 
Nahusha, whether at home or at Atta, to be pleasing for him. Yeah, you want to please God? It's not about you. It's not about even salvation. It's about him. And what we've done to progress the kingdom. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Every one of us, you can't avoid it. It could be tomorrow. We must appear before Jesus and give him a hand. The how you've allowed the Holy Spirit to process your life. Process well, I get excited. So that each one may be recognized for his deeds in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. We get a bit more insight in 1 Corinthians 3, 11 to 15. For no man can lay a foundation other than which was Jesus Christ. Now, if any man builds on the foundation of gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident. For the day will show it as it is going to be revealed by fire, and the fire will test the quality of man's work. If any man's work remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burnt up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved through fire. So your salvation is not but there's one to those who have had those who have been obedient to those. Did you think you were going to be sad on the cloud? No, heaven is a proper place. It's a beautiful place. You can't even imagine. But there will be authority and there will be structure and there will be things for you to serve the Lord. Your gifts, your talents. Everyone will have the same strengths. But you'll have different opportunities And it will be changed in this time. God has graciously to do something to his precious time God. You can be That's going to go to the fire. Nothing left. And I'm going to regret. I'm going to regret the times I hadn't listened. 
anche per noi due la risposta è al That is the positive example of the church. So, where are we here at this point of crisis? Have you got stuck? I believe God wants the responses. There are some of you who have given up on the person. You know you're going to happen. And you haven't seen the, the assessment very few coming. Some of you have tried to make Jesus as Lord, but you're still hanging on to things in your life. And you're still in the heart. And he wants those things. He wants to take them. Why does he want to take them from He wants to. He wants to. So we've got an opportunity to read the name. Say, Lord, I'm going to make you Lord. I'm going to ask you. Now I want to come back to you and rededicate the rest of my life. I want you to decide what I do. Not just in the big things, but even in the days. I give you permission to break into my life. I relinquish the followers of that. And God will come with his grace and with his love and he'll wrap his arms around you and he'll put that fresh fire in your spirit. Because if you're still in the father's world, we will not move in the world of the world. You will Whatever it is, whatever starts saying to you this morning, the hand of the child, the child the I believe God wants to respond. Now I believe this is what a crucial time to say. To take a step away from that disappointment.
into fresh earth, a fresh start, a fresh opportunity. Not to be here without a man, but to church start and grace because you think it's a But he wants to fire. He wants to make 